What's up? It's August 31st, and this is episode 67 of the Chasing Points podcast. We are your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. That's Brandon. It's a big day, Brandon. What's up, man? How are you? I like how Sam has now, as in recent memory, has not given me the opportunity to say that I'm Brandon, and I'm going to fight him after the show if he does this again. There's always like show. an awkward pause. Like, no. I'm Sam. <laughs> well, and I'm Brandon. Yeah, you do this. Sam does this stare that I wish you guys could see and you will see. And it's just like, how can I respond when you're looking at me like that? I don't know if he's looking at me like like I'm his favorite dessert or something like that, or he just what? hates me. I'm just trying to figure it out. And that's why I have the awkward pause sometimes. So you can blame Sam for it. But Sam, I'm okay. How are right. you? <laughs> it's episode 67 of the Chasing Points podcast. <laughs> I'm Sam. And I'm Brandon. See? Hey, Brandon. What's up, hey, man? How are you? I'm doing well, Sam. How are you doing, man? Good, man. Good. Always good to talk to you. It's been a busy week since we last uh, spoke oh, yes. on, on the air, at least. Uh, Marathon Pod, I looked at it once we posted it. It was two hours. Yeah, hey, we, man. we had a lot to talk about. A lot going on. But, uh, you know, that's what you could expect. And uh, well, NFL... yourself for next week because it's going to be a, a marathon, too, because it's the uh, the preview, our favorite, at least my favorite pod. I don't want to speak for Sam, but yeah, that's our, our preview of the NFL season. We should this should kind of be a, a mini preview of also uh, college football, Sam. So we'll I'll touch base on that, too. But continue. Continue. Yeah, no, that's out. a that's good. I'm all about it. Let's do it next week. Uh, NFL preview. Uh, we'll tweet out or uh, post out some details on Instagram coming up. But so follow us on Instagram. But big day in uh, the sports world. Hayes, we're going to talk about it. The NBA uh, always, always in the news, right? The Knicks are giving RJ some money. LeBron and his kids are in the news. It's NFL cut day. So we'll see if anything stood out there. Tom Brady has addressed rumors of his uh departure or quick departure from training camp with the bucks we'll talk about that too and i guess we'll just uh we'll start with um you know just it's cut day it today is where teams across the nfl have to uh go down to 53 team uh 53 players and a lot of trades were made a lot of uh guys on the fringe on the bubble were were let go today uh anything catch your eye or say oh that's odd uh nothing odd really um i'm just happy again uh and i will openly say this uh every time i now have an opportunity each time this man makes these incredible moves because i still don't know what he was doing a few years ago but howie roseman essentially fleeced uh the Saints got a, a phenomenal, phenomenal safety for the Eagles, which yep. I absolutely, absolutely love. They, he got him for basically nothing. Um, I'm, I'm here. I heard the market was uh, heating up for Jalen Rager, uh, but the deadline was at 4 p.m. today. I didn't see that he was moved. I have to double check to see if that was happening because it looks like how he's making up for all his mistakes in this offseason, uh, at least trying to. So that for me was uh, kind of big, but just seeing some some key names like getting cut um son, uh, sony michelle uh getting cut from the dolphins so i know he's gonna definitely land on the team um you have oj howard who at one point in time was considered to be 
you know, the next best thing at tight end, but never, ever, ever evolved into that because of so many injuries, uh, which is truly, obviously, un- unfortunate that, that that happened for him. Um, Inconsistency, too, when he yeah. had the opportunity to play. Yeah. And Jameis was putting up numbers, and even Brady, of course, obviously. And, uh, yeah, just could not put it together, man. Yeah, it, it's uh, – yeah, I, I don't think there was really anything for me that was like uh, – I'd say like maybe true um, surprise cuts. I think what was Logan Ryan, one of the ones that was like a big one that uh, people were surprised about. But for me, most of the part, uh, not really anything. Uh, Logan Ryan and I think uh, Marlon Mack too. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Texans let go Marlon Mack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I really like the Chauncey Gardner uh, Johnson pickup that that uh, your Eagles made. I obviously he has some baggage on the field he likes to uh he's an aggressive player but i think uh i mean you guys definitely need safety help and and uh you know anyone in this league needs defensive back help right especially with teams putting up numbers how they do so i think that'll be a great addition to your squad i i have to point out what the basically you said howie roseman writing his wrongs Mm -hmm. how about the oakland uh excuse me the las vegas raiders Mm -hmm. They cut uh, last year's first-round pick, Alex Leatherwood, who went to Alabama. They're on the hook for almost $8 million against the cap for making this move. Uh, he w- had a second-round, gra- third-round grade from a lot of draft guys, and uh, he went in the first round. Uh, another brilliant Mike Mayock, John Gruden pick. <laughs> uh, and, you know, if you listen to this podcast, it's been a while since we've ripped on uh, the two of them, but uh field yates points this out and we've talked about these stats previously on the pod the raiders first round picks from 2019 to 2021 2019 Fer- uh farrell josh jacobs john uh abram all of their fifth year options were declined 2020 of course you have henry ruggs and uh damon arnett they were both waived because of on the field stuff, off field stuff. We won't get into that. And this year, Leatherwood. So uh, there you go. Like five number one picks in three years off of your roster. And somehow they still are, uh, you know, a team that's going to be in contention in a very wild AFC West. So uh, Josh McDaniels and company have a lot of uh, rebuilding there to do. But I think it was pretty telling of the Gruden era in Vegas that, uh, they threw a lot against the wall and not not a lot stuck for sure. So well, I mean, <laughs> it it shows what the regime was there, and it never really panned out. Um, I think one of the more comical ones for me too, and yes, I'm laughing at somebody that's being cut, which is you know these guys' dreams. But this particular person was an absolute. Uh, how can I say it best? Dick. Uh, Josh Rosen being cut from the Browns. Um, was yeah, he? Guys, I didn't see that. Yes, he was. And uh, sucks to suck. So there's there's that. Wow. What a fall from grace, man. Josh Rosen. And that's all the Josh Rosen talk we're going to get on this podcast. Yeah, so, you know, there's going to be some movement in the next couple days uh, just based on guys that, you know, I just mentioned around the bubble, maybe – uh Maybe Jalen Rager, if he, he wasn't, it doesn't look like he was cut. So maybe he, he moves to another team. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, the savvy GMs, the, uh, 
the Howie Roseman, the Eric DaCostas, Joe Douglas, of course, um, you know, those guys are gonna gonna keep keep the phone lines open and see what they can uh can muster as they finalize these rosters. Football is around the corner, September eighth, opening night. It's gonna be great. Um, I'll say one thing about Howie before we move on to the next thing. Yeah. He was voted the uh, least trustworthy GM in the NFL, which I thought was absolutely hilarious because even our own fans didn't trust him until this year uh, because the moves that he made this offseason. The Eagles, honestly, and again, some of you are going to listen to this and be like, you're just being a homer because it's it's my team. Sam, I haven't really talked about my team this whole offseason, and I'm purposely nope. not doing that. There's a reason why, and you'll see why throughout the season I'll talk what I have to talk. But um, – they are making the most with a quarter B, a quarter B, a quarterback rookie contract. They are going out and getting all the names, pieces, and whatnot, and taking advantage of Jalen's contract. Because if Jalen is going to be what I think Jalen is going to be, because there's no question that he is uh, a leader or the leader in the locker room and everybody enjoys him and he's building his talent. Obviously, we'll see more so this season what it looks like on the field but he is the hardest working one of the hardest working people in the league so uh they are basically getting a deal and a half uh if he continues to trend upwards because they already have the pieces there and even if they don't move forward with him which i hope they do depending on what he does if they go and get a veteran quarterback guess what that veteran quarterback is set up with some weapons for sure going forward and the defense is going to be top tier so i'm i'm super ecstatic but that's enough of it now i'm not gonna yeah no it's it's the window is there's four or five years before you got to pay these guys you know we'll get to lamar jackson and obviously you've seen what mahomes and josh allen and even kyler murray are are getting on the open market there uh deshaun watson got 230 million guaranteed uh lamar is looking at 250 you know these guys are expensive uh you know, $50 million a year now. So take advantage of that window while you can. I mean, the the Seahawks famously did it with a third round pick and Russell Wilson and, and built up that defense and, uh, you know, made it to a couple Super Bowls. And that's, that's the, you know, the, uh, the game plan, the model for, uh, yeah, that's the model for, um, you know, some of these teams with, with younger quarterbacks, Herbert and Burrow are going to get paid next, uh, next off season. You know, the the time is now to load up, take advantage of that cap while you can. Yeah, um, that's for sure. Yeah, moving on, we'll uh, we go to uh, Tampa, Florida. Brady had Tampa, pro- Tampa, Tampa, Florida, Tampa, Florida. Yes. Tom Brady had probably one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard at a press conference <laughs> when addressing his absence about 11 days or so i don't we haven't even talked about this on the podcast because i'm over talking about tom brady yeah i just don't even think i don't even care i don't care like either he's 45 years old he's been to nine super bowls like he doesn't i'm not worried if tom brady's not in training camp i hope everything's okay with his family if it's a family thing you know god willing all of that but uh he basically said i'm 45 years old man there's a lot of shit going on. And I think that was just like kind of just closed the book on it. Like just just leave it alone. Uh, it didn't close the book on it. it actually you don't think so? <laughs> Hell no. It actually opened it because now people want to know 
what is the other shit that is going on that he's quoting? Of course, people don't want to, at least the professionals don't want to dive into what the right. others wanna... are, right? Because it right. could get messy and he has his own personal life. There's boundaries, right? But people, to say that people aren't curious what the other is, um, that's what I've seen on multiple media platforms, like what's going on, people insinuating things about his 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 marital relationship and so on and so forth. And again, that's his business. That's his prerogative. But when you're in the limelight and Sam and I just had kind of a conversation about John Wall is we as fans and I don't want to put myself in there, but I am in a fan. And so is Sam. Sometimes we forget that these guys and gals, depending on the, the sport, are in the limelight 24 seven even when they they don't want to be. So their business is out there as well. And people counting their cash, counting seeing what's in these people's pockets are always judging these individuals and they are humans too. They have families of their own. This is what they're doing this for. Uh yes, also to be great in their own sport, but they're doing this to create generational wealth and make sure they're taking care of their families. But guess what? When you're such a top-tier individual, Things like this affect your family, right? And we've seen this over and over again of how these top tier athletes are affected or you find out years later, at least with the certain ones, years later of what what goes on in their life and their career. DJ being one of them, Derek Jeter that is, right? Uh, so I, I think we also need to take that with a grain of salt and try to respect that. But I mean, people aren't going to. But I do think that's that opened the can of worms, Sam. I, I thought it would have closed it, but... For some people, I, no. I think, yeah, I guess you're right. I haven't really been paying attention to mm -hmm. the, you know, the aftermath of that. I obviously saw parts of the press conference and the quote. Yeah. I guess it's more of my my opinion on it. I, I didn't care to begin with. Like, obviously, Fair. I hope his Fair. family's okay, right? Yeah. Like um, but I I don't care if a veteran is missing a week of, of training camp or two. You know, he is the offense no disrespect to Byron Leftwich. I know he does a tremendous job mm -hmm. with that, but you're running Tom Brady's offense. He'll, he'll be okay. Um, yeah, as far sure as him will. missing reps, obviously you want your guys out there, but they've already, you know, it, it's probably better to keep them off the field on that well, regard. Especially with losing all the O-linemen. Well, yeah, losing. and that was my so, next point. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But I guess it's just a non-story to me. And But obviously if Tom Brady says anything or does anything it's going to get front page about, attention yeah, yeah of course so. and uh we try to get you the uh you know an honest take on, yeah, on what's going on let's here. do an honest take about my favorite nickname uh porn star jimmy uh and how he restructured his contract with the niners sam i gotta be honest right off rip i did not see this coming at all nope i definitely saw him getting traded to the likes of carolina to the Browns, uh, anywhere essentially, but staying on the Niners. And now he's staying on the Niners for another year. Some are saying it's because he's just coming directly off of injury and still needs to, you know, fully recover and their relationship with him. They want to give him the opportunity to do that because if he gets traded to another team, they're essentially going to want him to start right now with that shoulder. Um, but also I think this, this shores up their bet. So if uh, 
Trey Lance, you know, does get injured or or isn't doing too so hot, Jimmy's still there. And we, as you and I both know in the NFL, there's a lot of injuries that happen, and it could happen at any point in time. So having a a backup that already knows your system that the players already love, because that's all I have heard about uh, Jimmy G throughout this whole uh, offseason, uh, is that his teammates love him everywhere he goes. He's just that guy that comes in, and they – they love him. So the fact that he restructured his contract for one year uh, and it's now worth $6.5 million, um, I mean, good for him. I just hope that he lands in a, a, a good spot because I do think I do think teams can win with him um, because he's not going to – he's not going to essentially throw you out of a game. Niners fans are going to say opposite because of what he did in the playoffs, but uh, I still think he can manage a game pretty well. He uh... – He's brought the Niners to two NFC Championship games, yep. one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They were close to winning that Super Bowl. They were. He, he made some some bad throws. It wasn't just on Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think this is a good move for both sides. I've heard mix in the media from this, but I think it's it's great on, on the Niners side. Here, you don't have to pay him, you know, 20 million more that yes. he would have gotten on his old deal. He you know, he restructured his, it's cap friendly. There's incentives to, you know, for him to hit if he does play, but look, coming off the Super Bowl, they, the Niners traded three first round picks for Trey Lance. Their yeah. eggs are in Trey Lance's basket, whether Trey Lance is good or not. And they figure that out, you know, they're, they see him in training camp every day. He's in the building. I haven't seen anything you know, this preseason on Trey Lance, you know, some, some, you know, uh, highlight reels from preseason games. So I may not be the one to judge here, but you know, the eggs are in Trey Lance's basket. Kyle Shanahan did that. John Lynch did that. So here to have a a backup plan and Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy who you can easily walk away from next year, if Trey Lance is great. And then he can have, you know, that second or third leg of his career, you know, there's going to be teams that need a quarterback, as you mentioned. You know, I thought maybe the Browns were in play. We were talking about it right after Zach Wilson got hurt in the first preseason game. I thought maybe yeah. the Jets would take a run at him. It made yeah. sense. He knows the offense. There's going to be a market for a capable veteran quarterback next year. I mean, look at Marcus Mariota, you know, now uh, Mitch Trubisky. There's a market for these guys. Who knows? Ryan Tannehill. I like Malik Willis. He's looked great. I love preseason. Tannehill better worry about, yeah. <laughs> about him taking but who, spot. You, you don't know. Like, who knows? Hey, um, you know, I don't think the Niners would directly trade you to a, a division rival, but something could happen in Seattle, you know, and then getting a no trade clause. This kind of puts it, the you know, puts gives him the power to say, hey, I'm not going there. Yep. Well, we've we've talked about it before. Remember when the Eagles got a first round pick for Sam Bradford? You know, it's just like it's one of these things where it's just like it can, you know, there's still a couple days left in the preseason week one, week two. You know, a lot could happen. I think Jimmy Garoppolo putting um, himself in the best situation to succeed. Uh, if yep. by the November 2nd trade deadline, there's an opportunity and he could say, I wouldn't mind going to blank. You know, it's it's better. And then he'll know if. Uh, he's going to leave or not, you know, he could yeah. just want to stay in the Bay area and that's fine too. He could, you know? he could. I just hope, I just hope he lands on his feet. I, I believe he will. Um, 
definitely a viable quarterback. I mean, if Carson Wentz can can be on three different teams, right, uh, and and pretty much not be liked on any. Well, I haven't heard anything bad about him with the Commanders yet. Well, actually, I did. That's a lie. Um, I I have heard that he's he's still doing the same things he's been doing, which is throwing his weird, odd interceptions. Uh, which I still think that that ACL injury kind of it ruined his career. Um, to be honest, because I don't think he's ever been the same since. Ever time, ever since he's felt the pressure, he hasn't been able to be as elusive as he once was. Um. But I mean, I've, again, I've heard a lot of stuff about him in the locker room, and he's just not that guy. Jim Irsay um, did not hold back. I don't know no, if you heard what he yeah. said last week. I didn't hear uh, what he said last week, though. Um, I, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I'll see if I can find it while we're we're moving on here. But he did not hold back. Basically, he didn't call Carson out by name, but basically just said about. the team had a lot of problems and and pointed out the quarterback position. So, um, you know. It's not a good look for Carson Wentz, but yeah, this is his last straw here. But you know, again, talent wins in this league. We've seen it. We talk about it every week because every week there's an off the field scandal, and uh, you know, talent prevails in this league. And um, it kind of, I, I don't know if that's the case for this next guy here in the news here, um, Bill or former Bills rookie punter Matt Ariza was cut over the weekend. Uh, due to allegations, and I believe there was a, um, is it a civil suit that yep. was filed? Yep. Uh, that he and two uh, teammates while in college at, I think he went to Arizona State, mm-hmm. allegedly gang raped a 17-year-old girl uh, yeah. a couple she, years ago. She actually was I, on CBS. I haven't watched it yet. I didn't see I saw the promos for it, but I, yeah, I didn't I, see it. I don't know if I can bring myself to see it. Uh, because I always think that's disgusting for those that are listening. Like I, I even hate just talking about, I, I, I don't know any real, real individual that real human being, I should just say, um, that could stand for that or feel some type of way about it. Like I have sisters, uh, mothers, aunts, uh, friends, mothers, so on and so forth that I care for so much. And if that was them, um, I'm going to be out of character. So just to even hear some of the things that I've heard uh, without even watching it and, and seeing uh, some of the bruises that this young lady had and knowing that this young lady has to endure this for the rest of her life because it's not something that just goes away. Um, yeah. Just remember that. Yes, it may go away in, in the, the sight of media and it's not going to be talked about as week one starts and, and as we move on, but this does not go away from the victims forever. This stays with them for the rest of their lives. Uh, they may grow. Some may go down a, a downward spiral, um, and I pray this young lady does not, but this does not go away. So these type of things need to be spoken about. I know we will always speak about these things uh, when we have an opportunity to do so uh, because it needs to be addressed. Uh, plain and simple it needs to be addressed. Um, so in, in this situation, uh, obviously we weren't there. Uh, as we mentioned in many of these cases before, we're not there. Uh, you're technically innocent until proven guilty. Uh, so I, I, I will keep my mouth shut until I see the final verdict. But if it is what it's sounding like it is, uh, Matt Ariza deserves everything that he is going to get. And so does his two former teammates as well. I, I have no sympathy for any man that does this period. 
Maybe yeah, any individual. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned it. I have a daughter. I have sister. I have you know, obviously mother, aunts, a lot of strong, powerful women in my life, and just they even yeah, it's just it's sickening. But you know, um, all of that said, I think the interesting part I caught maybe twenty minutes on Twitter of Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott's press conference. I think it was Saturday. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was Sunday. No, I think it was Saturday. Um, Addressing them cutting Matt, who, you know, had one of the most powerful legs. I think, I don't know. I don't scout punters, but the guy was, the guy was called the punt God. I mean, like this guy was, I think one of the only reasons it's a notable I mean, aside from the off the field stuff, from a, a talent perspective, for I mean, we're talking about a punter, but this kid, this kid had you know a lot of potential. None of that. I'm not condoning any of that. None of that freaking matters anymore. I could care less. But um, they allegedly found out about this. You know, they're the um, the victims' uh, representation reached out to them the end of July, around there. And, you know, the news comes out this past week, Adam Schefter broke the news. I don't know when it was Friday night. And then they finally, you know, they release him, even though they they had his story and they the bills were trying for this. I'm not going to lie. It's terrible for this. This is a a top run organization. And it just it's not a good look like you. What were you? You're planning that this wasn't going to come out and you were just he was going to play until otherwise again he's due his day in court innocent until proven guilty these are allegations you know let the justice system do what it 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 does you um, know what sam i'm, but, I'm sorry i'm gonna interject to yeah go ahead bro that. to hell with all that this is i'm sick and tired of the nfl showing these women that they're not for them because you're allowing these situations to continue and again as Sam just alluded to, yes, the Bills have been a top organization or so we've seen and and the things that they've proven in, in front of the camera. But this is an opportunity that they had to do the right thing, and only did they do the right thing when the story broke. If you have all the information in July, why are we still waiting, and why did you have to wait until this report came out? Hey, you're going to be away from the team until we figure this out. We're going to investigate. We're going to do all this stuff. And then when we figure it out, we'll move forward from there. We're not going to have you around this facility to bring the team down and have a distraction, right? Yes, there was no distraction because maybe they kept no it under wraps or whatever right. point in time, right? But that if you did that, then you're just as disgusting as this individual that did this. This is the problem I have with the NFL over and over and over again, is you keep getting yourself involved in these situations because it's the same people that have historically ran companies in this country that have done these sick, disgusting damn things over and over and over again, and nobody checks anybody. Because at the end of the day, the bottom line is the almighty dollar. I'm sick of the shit, Sam. I really, really am. It's making it hard for me to watch things and and trust things when I know that the only thing they care about is money and i don't care what you're doing now you want to act like you're protecting the shield how about you protect the individuals that your people under your shield are doing these things to because it keeps happening over and over again well the from my understanding and you're not i don't disagree with anything you you said hayes um my understanding is that since this happened in college mm-hmm. and it was not during the draft process or you know while he was a member of the national football league mm-hmm. the nfl 
won't or can't punish him. That's my understanding. I I, I could have gotten some bad information. Again, it's all by the wayside. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It's it's disgusting. Um, we've seen store. We've seen similar situations how they've played out in this league. You're not wrong. Um, and uh, you know we'll we'll have to uh, you know just see what happens here. But yeah, it's not a good look at all for. For the Bills, I, I think I think you're right. Just uh, excuse him from the team in, in late July, and maybe it wasn't like their news to break. I don't know. I'm not going to get into the different situations there, but I think I think what you said, I, I totally agree with. Just like let him go figure stuff out, and then formally release him when when you know when the news breaks, kind of thing, and just not consider him a part of this team in the in the interim there so i'm also going to bring this up because i'm i'm on one today because i've been seeing this disgusting stuff going on in this disgusting disgusting world and i know it's not on our list it 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 should be and there's no way i'm going to walk past this one either is rachel richardson if you have no idea who this young lady is if you are in the sports world, you're listening to this podcast, you might have a, an idea of who I'm talking about here. But she's the young volleyball player, African-American uh, from Duke. Uh, now, Duke has had his its story pass in itself. Uh, but this time, Duke was not on the end of doing the wrong. Uh, this young lady was playing volleyball at BYU. Okay. And throughout her whole match was targeted by some bigot, some racist throughout the whole match, calling her racial slurs. Now, this is again my problem with people in this country or in this place because nobody stands up and does the right thing. And I shouldn't say nobody, that's a blanket statement, but you understand what I'm saying. If certain people don't do certain things at certain times, they only do it when there's a reaction from the masses. This young lady is getting belittled on the court while she's playing volleyball, doing something she absolutely loves by somebody in the crowd. And they do not remove this individual. They didn't do anything until after the game. Once this young lady spoke up, which was absolutely beautiful. I'm not going to read through all of it. Uh, but you definitely should read what she said because she said it so eloquently. And she she went high while this jerk off went low. Um, but basically, uh, they, they now have banned him from all uh, sporting events uh, and BYU. But you guys needed to do something before that. If at people around, there's no way nobody heard what this individual was saying because I've been in the gym before, Sam. You have been in the gym before. If somebody's yelling out and heckling something that's to the point that the athlete can hear it out on the court or field or whatever the case may be, that means multiple people around you can hear what's going on. So somebody needs to do something and nobody did anything until after it became a big situation. I'm sorry that she had to endure that. I'm sorry that people like myself have to continue to endure this and continue to hold their head high, keep their mouth shut. But she'd be wrong if she did something to that individual in that crowd now, wouldn't she? But she didn't. We need to protect these people that are out here. They're not, they're humans just like us. Like I said before, they shouldn't be subjected to this racial, uh, disgusting language that are be using by uh, small-minded individuals. Well said. You're absolutely right, man. I was not familiar with that story. I didn't I didn't hear that. I'll have to to read that when we get off the air. But yeah, you're right. I've I've been in volleyball matches, not D one, but 
you hear stuff when you're on the court. I can't imagine that that people don't. And it's it's this, you know, every so often we're talking about sports behavior and it's awfully it's it's too many times it's connected to to stories like this. And it's just mm-hmm. it's 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 sickening. Uh, no, yeah. Uh another sickening story, but at least a you know a positive outcome of the whole thing is uh commanders running back and former Alabama uh standout running back Brian Robinson uh was released from the hospital after uh he was shot was it two days ago he was shot a couple times in an attempted carjacking yeah um he uh he was shot in the I believe there were lower body um injuries there I think probably his legs I don't know I don't think the Commanders, and rightfully so, didn't release too much information. Uh, he was in stable condition. He was released. He, I think he was even at the facility today with team doctors and in good spirits. And I know team representatives, Coach Rivera, was was there in the hospital with him. But just, uh, again, a positive outcome in an awful situation, at least, um, there. And uh, hopefully this kid can get back on back on the field he was contending for the number one running back spot on this team mm-hmm. uh the, you know i was excited about him in fantasy i still am um and uh you know he's he's an explosive kind of talent and i really hope that he can uh get healthy and back on the court or back on the field as soon as possible because uh you know this is just an awful awful situation uh real quick should we do a fantasy league for our podcast just to Let's do uh, it? Okay. That's, that's number one. Number two. Um, I, I also heard that Calvin Ridley was uh, targeted for an arm robbery down in Atlanta. I'm just really tired of hearing this trend happening to uh, celebrities uh, and, and getting potentially robbed or what's going on. I've, I've even seen videos this weekend of, uh, of, st- regular individuals not celebrities uh even being robbed in in their local neighborhoods and it's just it's a really scary place out here man and i i pray for people like you sam um and and those that are raising children in this world especially in this climate of how negative it is out here yes you can you can you can do only so much to block out all the negativity around you but you're gonna see it it's it's there it's everywhere yes i try to focus more on the positive but damn man to hear that this individual could have had his career taken from him i literally know somebody that was an olympian that had his career taken away from him because he was shot in his yeah. life yeah I, I was, personally yeah. you know the person that i'm talking yeah. about the, i know this uh, person very, exactly yeah. one, at one point in time in our high school and in the, one of the fastest people in Ed, the I've world i've ever ever freaking seen Period. Yeah. And and because of the individual coming back and people hating, shot him. Right? Now, I'm just really tired of, of this. And I understand it's hard for people. And some people that, that are going to hear me say this are going to be like, yeah, that's no excuse. But, yes, it's really hard for people out here. And some people don't see a way out. And that is the easiest way uh, to make ends meet. And that's not justifiable enough for me. Um, because you're putting another individual's life uh, at risk, and nobody should have their life taken over uh, jewels or 
or money, or whatever the case. Yes, that may be valuable to you, but that's temporarily. You can lose, have somebody lose their life, which in turn affects multiple people. It has a trickle-down effect, which also affects you. This is a day and age that there's cameras, phones everywhere uh, that are going to pick something up. So your life is going to be affected. So I'm just praying that if anybody that's listening or knows somebody uh, that is going through some stuff, man, talk them off that ledge because it's really, really, really not worth it. And I, I'm just really, really happy that uh, that this that Brian is is okay. And and I do look forward to seeing what he can do this season for sure. Yeah, not to, I mean, yeah, well said, man. Uh, not to make it I mean, it is a sports podcast, and and again, would address the off the field stuff. But it sounds like maybe like they're even optimistic he could play this year. That's great. So. That's just so. great. Um, again, uh, you know, football is secondary in situations like this, but yeah. uh, prayers up to to his family for sure. And um, well said, Hayes. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, let's uh. Let's switch lighten gears. Let's lighten this Let's up. Light, lighten it up. Let's lighten uh, up. Uh, Absolutely. A uh, heavy uh, NFL topic. Let's uh, let's uh, go to the hardwood here. NBA looks like uh, something finally happened that I'm proud of. I'm happy because this hasn't happened in a long time. The Knicks extended a first-round pick. Can we talk about this? R.J. Barrett has agreed to a four-year, $120 million contract extension with the Knicks yesterday um, or Monday when you're listening to this. So two days ago, uh, just again, it's been a long time since the Knicks have offered a, a second contract to a, uh, a draftee. So uh big moment. I think this kid's got big potential and um, I'm excited to, to see him evolve and um, continue to get better. I think he's progressed a lot. I mean, John and Zion get a lot of that attention from that draft class, but I think RJ has definitely gotten better um, as especially from that freshman year at Duke. So I'm excited to see what, what he has to bring. Um, I know you're a fan of, fan of RJ Hayes, um, but what do you think this does, if anything, for the Knicks uh, pursuit of Utah jazz star and one of our favorites, um, Dwayne Wade jr. AKA, Donovan Mitchell. Well, that's who I'm really a fan of. RJ, I, I'm I'm okay with RJ. I think yeah. he's just a good young player. I wouldn't call myself a fan of his, but I thirty I million like his, a year is steep. But, I do, you I do know, like his trajectory. It's the market. Yeah, yeah. It's the market. He, um, I just I seeing and, and knowing the reporting and and looking into the contracts like this extension. Uh, which was done by Leon Rose. He had a deadline for Monday, um, to extend him or not. But this has kind of altered the trade and maybe even halted it completely uh, due to, uh, I forgot the actual term in the contract, but um, this now changes. Apparently they were really, really close uh, with doing and, and trading, which means RJ was going to be a part of the trade of going to uh, the Jazz to come back uh, and then the Knicks get uh, Donovan. But again, uh, I've spoken to a few Knicks fans. Uh, they don't really want Donovan at all. Um, and I can't, I can't blame them. Uh, of course, Dolan wants a star because you have a star. It puts more, uh, more butts in the seat. But guess what? The Garden is even still, sold, yeah, uh, sold still, out. Yeah, no matter what, still sold out anyway. So you don't need to 
mortgage off your future to Danny Ainge trying to get everything from you, which is exactly what he's trying to do right now for, for let's, I gotta be honest about it. I love Donovan, but he is not healthy. He can't stay healthy. He can't have a full season that he's healthy. The jazz have had, uh, ample chances in the past four to five years with him being there to go further in the playoffs, but he can't stay healthy. And then Rudy couldn't stay healthy. So you never had your two most important players to be out on the court. So it's, it's hard for me. And I know I've, I've keep going back to this is it just giving me flashbacks to when Mello came to New York and how the Knicks mortgaged off their future last time and put themselves in a hole. And I think they only made the playoffs twice with Mello being there. Next um, day. So, yeah, yeah, well, that grew from that. Um, and you had Lynn Sanity during that time, too. But I, I just don't think you mortgage off your future. You have a ton of draft picks that you can use to your leverage to potentially get somebody else uh, next season. Uh, I know there are players that are that want to come to New York um, and will want to come to New York. And rumors are also, I've been hearing because Dolan's worried about that uh, big complex out in Vegas that they're working on is that they might, he might be trying to sell the Knicks very soon, which is probably news to all Knicks fans ears. I'm going to tell you right now, it'd be news to my ears and I don't, I'm not even a Knicks fan, but I am a Rangers fan, but let him go. But anyway, I just think this is a, a great, great deal uh, for the Knicks that they're not following uh, the history. I'm proud of both the Knicks and the Nets in this situation because they kind of learned from their history in the past of we're just not going to give everything away. The, the Nets almost gave everything away with this offseason with that whole saga, but I, I'm kind of glad that they're both trending in the right direction. Uh, again, New York as a whole. Uh, when New York basketball is relevant or anything in New York is relevant, it makes the sports world go round. So congrats to the Knicks on this move, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we talked about it, I think, last pod with the, the Knicks trade for Melo, and he was just going to be a free agent anyway and gave up a lot of assets. It's interesting. Danny Ainge, I just don't know where else he's going to go, or at least nothing else has bubbled to the top as far as rumors, right? You've heard stuff like, Maybe Mitchell go to the Heat or like some other teams, mm -hmm. but nothing. Ha we haven't heard anything. No. So like to a degree, this is really he could go into training camp having Donovan Mitchell on the roster. Yeah. But Danny Ainge is is one of the better GMs in this league, um, if not the best one of them. He's he's definitely up there. He knows that he that shouldn't happen that he needs to move on from Donovan Mitchell, especially when you've already, you know, broken the glass and gotten rid of Rudy, you know? So I just don't know how much better an offer is going to get than like, uh, you know, Obi Toppin, um, maybe Emmanuel quickly and like a couple draft picks there. Um, and I like quickly and I like Toppin, but they're just, they're not in the rotation as much as they should be. And that's, yeah. A lot with Tom Thibodeau too. I'd like to, we mentioned. I've mentioned this last week too. I, I'd rather see them get rid of Julius Randle. Um, but I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. I like his game when he's healthy. I just, I and I'd want him here, and I would make that trade that I just mentioned. But 
I just I'm interested in the fit with him and Brunson and and RJ, and I'm interested in like will Donovan Mitchell like it to your point like is he is that enough for the Knicks? Is he going to take that? Is he going to level up and make that next swing in his career kind of thing? You know, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think they need more pieces, but I mean, he, I, he's he's the type of player that needs a big man down low. And Mitchell Robinson is not that dude, um, if I'm going to be honest with it. I, I like the potential that Mitchell Robinson has, but he's also another player that can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and that's that's huge when he is on there. And I remember just a couple years ago uh, how he was balling in the league. Like and, and second then, round pick. Yeah. yeah. And then all the injuries that have affected them to this point. Uh, I mean, I've lost that confidence in him, but I mean, anything's possible. I just, I just like the Knicks didn't mortgage off their future yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of future, uh, nice. <laughs> LeBron, Ron, Ron. and his sons were on the cover of SI. Sons. Uh, <laughs> yes, multiple sons. Uh, I know everybody's talking about one Bronny to be exact. Um, but Bryce's is also a problem too. Um, LeBron confirms in this article uh, that he watches and has been watching uh, the teams that are having their first round picks and who who has them around the time that his son is projected uh, to come into the league. Uh, also saying that he's hoping that the basketball gods um, allow this to, to happen so he can be on the same team uh, with his son. And I actually joked on Twitter today, and I was just like, "Is this? Isn't this some sort of like tampering? Like, this is basically like LeBron saying, yeah. hey, I'm willing to go to whichever team gets my son, come get me.' So it's basically like teams are gonna essentially tank to have that pick to go and get LeBron. So I just after LeBron's son, well, depending because Adam Silver is working right now to make it that kids don't need to go to college again that they can go from high school right to the league so uh, it depends he's Bronny is a senior this year so if Adam Silver passes that this year somehow some way then he can come straight from high school to the NBA but that's also up to his mama Savannah uh Bron got taught to that his mama too so uh yeah <laughs> we'll see if that actually happens but I mean, I think it would really be cool because I, I, we alluded to it before uh, when we were talking about these um, these young studs of basketball players. Is that this? I've never seen a son father duo uh, within the NBA play. We've seen it in baseball with the the Griffies. Um, I don't know if we've seen it in football, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I hope to see it for sure. Still weird to me, man. Again, we're not to regurgitate stuff from previous episodes, but it's just, it's so weird. If I'm 18, 19 years old, I'm in the league. I already have the shadow of my father, who's the second best basketball player, third best of all time. Like, and now, you know, I got to play on a team with them. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's, I guess it's cool. If that's what they want, I'm sure they've talked about it, but I just think it's weird. But yeah, it could be some kind of tampering if they you know, if you have like the tenth pick, like right now, Bronny's not really projected to be a lottery pick. Uh, you know, right now, um, 
well, but just if, because they they see him going to college, so yeah, he's not yeah. projected that. But if he was, and they had the opportunity, because nobody is projected to be a lottery pick right now, because if you're coming from high school, because there's no opportunity to go from high school there. But if that rule was in play right now, what I, what I was just talking about, then he would definitely be a lottery pick, and I'm pretty yeah. sure he'd probably be a high one too. And then you know. It, Okay, I'm just a couple pieces away. Give me LeBron James Sr. and yeah, yo, let's make a run at this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, even if it's a 38, 39 year old LeBron, you put him on a team that is like on the cusp. And yeah, of course, his kid, you know, I don't know how much of 18, 19 year old is going to contribute, but it's certainly possible. I just think, yeah, t- I, I, something uh, I'm sure Adam Silver is aware of and he is the best commission in sports i'm sure they'll figure that out but again strange situation bron just signed a two-year contract to extend himself two more years to be with the lakers so that means this year and next year so that means Bronny will finish out high school this year he can go to college the following year guess who's a free agent Daddy, guess where daddy can go? Where son goes? This is what's going to probably happen. This so, sucks for Bryce, man. Well, I mean, Bryce will be Bryce will be fine. Uh, I I think because Bryce just had this crazy height spurt, <laughs> which has been wild to me because I just remember him always being shorter than Bronny. He is now taller than Bronny and almost as tall as is Bron, if I remember correctly, um, which is wild. Um, but I can't wait to see his upside. What I also can't wait to see is now LeBron's new teammate, uh, Patrick Beverly, Mr. Motormouth himself, Mr. I can't stop talking and I say whatever I feel like saying wherever I am and I'm just going to stick to it. Uh, Apparently, well, not apparently, he was traded to the Lakers uh, from the Timberwolves. Uh, and I and during the offseason, while he was on ESPN, he said very clearly that if the Lakers would have had him this season, they would have went to the playoffs. And here he is about to be on the Lakers. Now, my question to Sam, does this mean that Westbrook time, time with the Lakers is done? Uh, because he has a past beef with Patrick Beverly. Uh, they're definitely not cordial with each other. And also now there's a rumor that D'Lo is coming back to L.A., which is also interesting in itself because if you remember how he left uh, the Lakers, it was not too pleasant for him as a young individual. Uh, but now that has all passed. So uh, do you think the writing is on the wall for Russ now with this move? I thought so. I and Jeannie Buss today, the owner of the, the Lakers, oh had some gosh. pretty – pretty positive things to say about Russ, which is just like, okay, like, where did this come from? You, you told me, and then I saw about these D like rumors and I said it to you then, and we don't really talk about this stuff off the air because we save it for this, mm-hmm. but I don't see why the Timberwolves would want Russell Westbrook on their team. Not this Russell Westbrook. You're going to pair him. I, I, again, who, what do I know? Cause I don't really see how, uh cat and and rudy gobert are gonna mix either yeah um but that said those two guys russ and anthony edwards and then you know a a pretty good um you know a bench pretty good bench of young players and some shooters on that team like i just think like 
I don't see the fit there. I don't see why the Timberwolves would want to do that. Um, well, I'm not going to get out of talking what Sam just said and kind of brushed over it uh, was the fact of what Jeannie Buss said. Yeah. What she said was that Russ was our best player last year. Remember, LeBron James is on this team. I've heard that. She yeah. said that Russ was our best player on the team last year. Uh, a, I want to know what LeBron's thinking. He probably he probably laughed and then sipped a glass of his like, one of his expensive wine, bottle yeah. wine, right? He probably just like huh, wine costs he, more uh, than yeah, like exactly. we make in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know what Genie is is smoking out there in L.A. I've heard they have the finest, uh, but <laughs> uh, she must be on that because Russ was definitely not the best player on that team last year when he was probably. Uh, the worst player on that team. They couldn't even play him in crunch time, man. Well, final like five minutes of the game, he's not on the court. You can't trust him. They're all trying to encourage him. I know they're doing. We got to see see past that stuff. But yeah, um, do I think he's on this Lakers team? If the if uh, if they have a move for him, and they can get off that contract and and get something, Mm -hmm. I think they do it. Um, they should. You know, this the ball's gonna run through LeBron anyway. I mean, Patrick, I like Patrick Beverly's game. Um, I don't really even mind what he said. I thought it was entertaining, you know, but um, I know ESPN had to love it, but um yeah, I, this Lakers team's a mess, man. Hopefully yeah. you get Anthony Davis back to you know, back healthy uh, at least, and LeBron's still got it in the tank, but I I don't know. I don't even think it matters, man. I, I don't even think it matters. It doesn't. Uh, I mean, I, I at this point, I know Russ is going to be a Hall of Famer for what he's done sure. uh, years past. But at this point, Russ is in the uh, the Carmelo Anthony vortex. Is you have to figure out what type of player that you're going to be because your game has not translated uh, moving forward. And as you progress in your years in the league, and you can either be stubborn and continue to bounce from team to team, or you can adjust. Um, so dude, that's a great, that's a great point. You know, I mean, Russell Westbrook relied on his athleticism. That is off the freaking charts. Yes. If you were going to make a point guard shooting guard, you know, just as an, as a body and an athlete and the things he can do when he's driving the lane in his prime, you know, like years ago, um, you'd want it to be Russell Westbrook. Yeah, but yeah. we knew this was going to happen with his body aging. Obviously, Father Time is undefeated, except if you're Tom Brady. And yeah. like, you know, it's we saw this coming. He's had to see this coming. Um, I'm sure it's on the mind of you know if he stays. The the odds are he's staying in L.A. Yeah, right? um, they've had to see this coming, and even LeBron and like. It sounds like he's willing to be the, you know, the player that they need him to be. And I mean, it took, as you mentioned, it took Mello a while to figure out what that next, uh, you know, that next chapter in his career that the new Carmelo Anthony is going to be. Mm -hmm. It was very awkward and weird to watch. Um, And you just hope that he, you know, kind of ages more gracefully than he has but we've the writing's been on the wall with this for a long time yeah yeah uh it's it's uh 
it's uh, very unfortunate to see that. But again, he's got to figure out what he's going to do next. Um, I I think we should just put these next two people in uh, a boxing match, a charity boxing match. Um, Katie would clearly win this, but him and uh, Charles Barkley are at it again. I should say more so Charles Barkley is at him again. Chuck on a radio network, I don't, a radio station, um, had an opportunity or was asked about KD. Uh, and he said this, uh, <laughs> amongst, I'm going to, I'm going to read this exact quote and then I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. Uh, he said, he just seems like a miserable person, man. I call him Mr. Miserable. He's never going to be happy. So to give more context to this, uh, Chuck said, you know, Katie is just never happy. He's just always miserable. He says he's in okay. He said, we, he went back to his point of talking about uh, we're not going to accept him or see him, meaning the gatekeepers of basketball that are still around until he wins another championship. Until that time, uh, he still has the same uh, stigma that everybody that that has played looks at now mind you chuck has never won a ring so right. that's probably Famously. also why katie also dismisses him nine times out of actually 10 times out of 10 because he doesn't really care what he says because he doesn't have a ring and katie is a historian of basketball and i know has res and has some respect for charles but i mean after a while when a guy keeps coming after you you kind of lose that right so chuck went and say he went on to say that he was with okc couldn't win with OKC, so he went with the team that beat him, won two championships while he was there. He was miserable, came to Brooklyn. He said now he's in Brooklyn, and he's given was given everything he's, he wants and still not being able to do it. He's like, and he's miserable again. He was like, KD is getting everything handed to him on a plate. He's spoiled, and he's like, this is he needs to, he needs to wake up and start to do this because until he wins, he's not going to be put in that certain tier that we all know that he should be in. And I find it hard to disagree with Charles Barkley because you have bounced from team to team when things get hard. It's been proven. You have you left OKC to go to the team that you could not beat in the West. You go to that team, you win two rings, and then you have a falling out with one of the the guy of the team, Draymond. Yes, you two have reconciled since then, talked, and you're cool with That's stuff. great. Life's, so, life's yeah, short. Yeah. Exactly, right? All that good stuff, right? You did that. And then you come to Brooklyn, you get the coach that you want, you get James Harden who stays there, then leaves. You got Kyrie. Uh, they're building this roster for for future, and you want to leave again. Uh, I honestly, truly feel that the Nets did him a favor um, by not getting rid of him because it would be the same thing again. When times get tough for KD, he runs again, and. So he has an opportunity to make something worth it. And he has some horses around him too. So I, I really find it hard to disagree with Charles. Obviously you can always say sometimes the delivery is wrong. I know Chuck is just Chuck. He's just the old guy that says what he wants to say. Right. But he's not wrong in my opinion. So what do you think? I've been saying this about Katie for a while. He's just not happy. Um, he's never going to be happy. You, you don't get on, you know, no one likes criticism. You're not, I mean, but going 
you figured he'd learn that like clapping back on Twitter is not what you should probably do. And he pays way too much attention to what people say about him. He and does. he he wants to set the record straight. Like that's really important to him. We uh, I brought this up to you a couple weeks ago. I am concerned. I don't understand why he's not concerned about his legacy. Like you're just bouncing from place to place. I don't even care that much about like going from you couldn't beat the Warriors, so you join the Warriors. Like even that aside, if you even put that aside, yeah, you're right. The whole thing is a mess. He went to Steph Curry's team and he was upset that it was about Steph Curry. You know, and it's like, hey, look at me, I'm a better player than Steph Curry. And he probably was. Probably no, he, still he is. is. Yeah. He is. I yeah. mean, but at the time, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been it's just weird. It's like, it, yeah, you're right. The Nets did do him a favor. And if they and if they didn't and they moved him, he'd be on another team in a couple of years. Yep. And it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it's been really strange to watch. Like, especially you, <laughs> you if you went back like 12 years or however long it was, like you see those three guys like Westbrook, Harden and, and him and even Serge Ibaka and. Like you look at that finals team, right? And you're like, man, they didn't go back to the finals. Wait, none of them are still there. They got the, the, uh, the thunder got peanuts for them. You know, even the hardened trade is like, if you look back at the hardened trade, it didn't, it was a mess when, when he was traded to Houston, you look at it now, it's like, what? So yeah, I, I wish I think Chuck's right. I, you know, he says stuff just for this so people can continue to aggregate it and talk about it. But I don't, you know, I I agree with him. But it is it is kind of the pot calling the kettle black when he's famously, like, probably the most famous NBA player that doesn't have a ring that should have one, right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You, uh, you know, off the top of my head, he, you know, if you were to, say it it's it's him for me in basketball you look at marino and football like it's yeah you know yeah. he's on that mount rushmore of he should have he, a ring because he's talented enough he changed the power forward position yep before tim duncan changed it again <laughs> so <laughs> he he changed it and it was it's still still reminiscent of the way charles played uh tim was way more fundamental um but this is this is what it was. And I mean, Tim's nickname was the big fundamental. So, yep. I mean, they, this is that. Also, I, I don't think we touched on this because it's happened after the podcast last week. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but Chet Holgram. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about it. So, uh, rookie, uh, number two pick of OKC, since we're talking about a former OKC guy. Also, very similar build. Um, also is wearing KD's old number. Um, is Chet Holgram. He suffered a ligament damage in his foot. Um, he's undergoing, uh, it was seizing ending surgery. Uh, it happened in a pickup game, one of these leagues during the summer. And in play that it happened was him guarding LeBron James. And he hurt himself at that point in time, which was pretty bad. He came down trying to defend him as LeBron drove to the rack, came up limping. Uh, it was pretty bad. So, I, I'm going to just say flat out that this is going to make him the rookie of the year next year because he's going to have Blake a whole Griffin year. Uh, exactly. He's going to have a whole year being in an organization, NBA organization, 
and he'd probably be the rookie of the year because just offensively. So uh, I wish him a speedy recovery. Um, anybody that injures himself during a sport or anything, um, I'm sending love to him for sure because uh, I was really, really looking forward to Chet balling this year. So yeah, sending love to the big guy, big, big lanky guy. <laughs> uh, I know the uh, it was a league sanctioned event. Uh, it was a pro-am, right? It was Jamal Crawford's pro-am. Um, it was a league-sanctioned event, but the Thunder can't be happy about I'm the sure fact that not. he even played, um, especially the outcome, right? But, yeah. Uh, just, I mean, uh, it's it's playing basketball. It happened playing yeah. basketball. It's not like Jay Williams where he ruined his whole career with a motorcycle, you know? Right. So I'd uh, much rather be basketball than anything else. I had another point, but this is a great segue. Speaking of guys who ruin their careers with motorcycles, <laughs> hey, <laughs> switching to be- baseball. I had another point on Chet, but I'm going to take advantage of this. As you just, should. Just do the alley-oop. Too. Low laying no? fruit here. Yeah. Uh, Adidas is parting ways with uh, superstar and steroid user Fernando Tatis Jr. Quote, we believe that sports should be fair. And I don't know off the top of my head what the uh, the terms of the deal were. But he, as one of the faces of the league and... I'm sure one of the faces of Adidas's baseball marketing and just sports marketing in general, another, you know, just another uh, blow to uh, a rough year for Fernando Tatis. Yeah. Last two weeks ago, got busted for using steroids, almost coming back after breaking his hand in a motorcycle accident in the off season. So uh, you're the basketball, you're the, you're the uh, shoe guy. Not that, you know, it's more of a brand and this brand guy, I guess, because this is more of a brand thing. Do you know anything more about this situation? And what are you what are your thoughts on uh, Adidas parting ways? I don't know more about it, uh, but what I what I do know is that this is going to make him a a very sought after free agent once uh, he's able to play again. And I would not be surprised if he signed with Nike. Uh, he, he definitely is. And I mean, it's, it's hard now to defend him on this situation, but he was definitely one of my favorite young players, uh, just because of his swag, uh, making baseball fun the way that I would enjoy baseball and just like to like, Hey, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, uh, you know, type situation. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nike is knocking on his door or new balance or under armor uh once this is is all said and done uh but it's he was he was actually set to receive his own signature shoe and oh was now, he really yeah oh he was he was set to to do that but now it's just not going to happen so it just is what it is for him at this life point. comes at you fast man yeah, yeah he'll yeah. he'll rebound i i said it last week like we're looking at 20 years until he's eligible for the hall of fame like yeah yeah. He's young. He's 23 years old. He, it's young enough in his career that he, he can bounce back. And, yeah. and by then, there's going to be a whole new generation mm-hmm. of voters. And this could just be a blip on his on his if we if he projects the way we both think he could. Right. Like he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. If he is, stays on the trajectory and stay healthy, yeah. um, for sure. Speaking of first ballot Hall of Famers and. The last time we brought up Albert Pujols was like the home run derby. And we're like, why is Albert Pujols in the home run derby? He's got like four or five home runs. Since then, he's been just on a mission. 
and just had a really hot August swinging the bat really well. And he's only six home runs away from 700. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that I thought would have hit 800 home runs. And, you know, he, he had some trouble staying healthy in those years in Anaheim. And certainly, uh, you know, the last couple of years haven't been that kind. Albert Pujols on the field, but he's got 33 games left in his career because he has famously said that he's hanging it up at the end of the year. If that's true or not at this point, I don't know. But 33 games left, six home runs. Will Albert Pujols uh, reach rare air and uh, be in the 700 club? I think it's just Ruth so and uh, Barry many, Bonds. How many games does he have left? 33. I think he's going to fall one short. Oh. I think A Rod's a couple short. I think he was like two short. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you end up around there uh, because it's it's a lot. It's a lot to, to deal with, but it also depends on, you know, the situations. If he capitalizes on it, and as you know, a ball contacts his bat at any point in time, it could leave the yard because he still has power just because he's old. I mean, you get, once you get, Past the age of, I say, past the age of 38, you get something called grown man strength, and it kicks in. Um, Is that what Barry Bonds had? Yes, yes. But also when you get children, it's activated a little bit earlier. Um, So you have grown man strength because you have to be prepared in situations to save your child's life. Um, So he's probably got grown man He's got super grown man strength because he has kids and he's over 38 so um physics this is physics i'm just trying to let you guys know so i I mean i'd like to see him i I love seeing history but i think he is going to fall short i do a rod has 696 home runs Mm. he fell short um so a couple away from passing a rod's probably next on the list there i think i hope he does it i think that'd be great i think we both hope he does it um who knows uh the cardinals have something to play for um, as they're they're in the hunt in the central there, so uh, that'll be it'll be fun to watch, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's, he's had a definitely first ballot Hall of Fame career, one of the best right-handed hitters of all time, um, and uh, love to see it. Yeah. What I love to see is football, and we had our first college game last weekend, um, which didn't know because i would have talked about it on here um it was uh northwestern and nebraska playing in ireland and the only reason i bring that up is because uh while they were there in ireland oh that's right yeah the internet went out and uh everybody in the stadium got free beer so they made an epic beer snake but this week is they didn't break up the beer snake did they? They, they they did not which i and yeah, ireland so yeah, cool it's ireland exactly um here in the states they would have been like oh okay that's enough okay whatever stop ruining our fun um the beer is also free yeah it's, that's very very true so this week uh it is the true opening week of college football uh there's one game and one game alone that stands out even though i don't think it's going to be that close uh Saturday night, uh, 7.30 p.m., uh, it is, oh, is Notre Dame at Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State is number two. Notre Dame is number one. Um, number, number five. One C, it's going to be number five. I was looking at Alabama when I was saying yeah, number one. I got you. Um, Alabama's also playing the same time, but they're playing Utah State, which is going to be a massacre. So there's that. Um, but I, I 
I don't know. I, I do enjoy uh, Notre Dame's new head coach, who was a former linebacker for Ohio State. Um, but I don't think they stand a chance at all. Uh, but that's we, a lot coming from you too. It, it's I, I you know I hate Ohio State, but I just know how good Our Ohio State gonna really be good, is. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be dirty this whole year. Um, another huge game, another high-ranked game, is the reigning national champs, uh, Georgia, number three seed, uh, has Oregon coming to visit them, who is the number 11 seed. So that's going to be a, another huge uh, ranked game as well, too, uh, being that Oregon is is always ranked in Georgia, obviously being in the SEC and defending, uh, that's going to be huge for them. I'm waiting to obviously see my Penn State Nittany Lions. They play on Thursday, but of course I won't have the internet, so that means I have to go to a bar to watch the game. Great times. But you're uh, on my side of the river now, man. Hit me up. It's true. I will. I will. Um yeah, I I'm super, super excited to know that this is A, we have football all Saturday. And I'll have this and I'll be able to watch football in my new apartment or with Sam or wherever I go. Um but also, this is always my barometer for what is happening the following week, which is NFL football, which is what I can't wait for. Are there any games that you're looking forward to see this first week of college football? You yeah. say that as I just close out the browser with the schedule. It's, I mean, I, I mean, definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge college football guy as much as I love the draft Fair. and everything like that. But that said, I mean, you you touched on the marquee games, right? Like Ohio State, Notre Dame going to be a big one you know yeah. prime time game uh yeah i think this ohio state team is really good i really like the notre dame head coach too his name is escaping me um but i just really like what he had to say and what what he's been about since uh taking over as a what's his name brian kelly just bounced over to lsu who, so who left because yeah. he couldn't recruit with the best of them and uh I'm trying to remember the head coach's name. I'm looking it up right now. I want to say like something. Uh, Marcus Freeman. There you go. Okay. Um, Marcus Freeman has actually done what Brian Kelly couldn't do uh, in North Bend and and be able to recruit some of the South Bend. South but... Bend. Yes, it was it was one of the Bends, all the Bends. Uh, but he's he's been down uh, in SEC area recruiting some of these names that. We're looking there. So he's building up a class. He's it's a it's a new turnover. It's a new regime. So we'll see what happens. I do enjoy him and hearing him speak, but uh this is gonna be a welcoming to head coaching. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be a, a welcome. Welcome to being on this side. And so, next week on the pod, we're gonna break down the VMI versus West uh Wake Forest matchup. No, we're not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I you know I'm most excited about that. Ohio State game, but even Oregon, uh, uh, Georgia, that'll be fun too. Um, yes. And I, I feel bad, but I always like saying Bama beat up on you know like these schools I've never heard of before. You're, you're Although Utah State, that's where um, Jordan Love played. Is that correct? Anyway, yeah, I'll look that. So. Uh, we have this as honorable mention, but since we didn't put anything in, do you care? Well, you want to wrap up the show with uh, some do you care? Yeah, let's go. All right. Hey, Serena entered potentially her last tournament mm -hmm. yesterday as she came out to Kanye West diamonds from Sierra Leone mm -hmm. clad in uh, just a billion diamonds um, as she uh, won her first round in the U.S. Open in Flushing, Queens. And uh, 
do you care? <laughs> what, a, what a silly do you care? Of course yeah, we yeah. do. Of course. Yeah. It's uh, one of the greatest athletes ever. Brand. Um, Just and, ever. Huh? Fantastic. She's a brand. She's a business. She's a. She, she's she's everything. just everything. She's everything. So I mean, having the the intro video that they had for her, having her come out to diamonds, uh, they had a ceremony at, at the court. You can see how locked in she was. Spike was trying to whisper something to her. I watched very clearly. She kind of wasn't like listening. She was in the zone. Uh, she started off. You can clearly see the nerves uh, that she had. Yeah. But then she settled in and she's fine. But her next test, I think it's. Today, when you guys are hearing this, uh, she's going against the number two uh, ranked woman. So she's going to have a, a hard time. Not like she's never faced the number two rank when she wasn't ranked there. And, um, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be hard for her because she's she, it's been different. And she has it's different being court conditioned and so on and so forth. So obviously, I want to see her win and win it all. Uh, but she's going to have a uh, a hard hill to climb going forward. So yeah. I wish her luck. And I hope if this is her last hurrah uh that she's uh you know she goes out on top especially with the place that she won her first uh her first uh which call championship at yeah she um i mean she's just handled this whole thing with class and you know she's not calling it a retirement but like an evolution and you know um just continuing to grow and focusing on other things of course she's a entrepreneur she's a, a mother she's you know just a brand within herself and uh yeah. you know we talk about first ballot hall of famers um you know uh, just all-time great women not even a woman athlete just all-time great athlete in serena williams definitely for sure so i care of course i care and i know we both care about this i'm just stealing that uh eagles quarterback jalen hurts has uh hired all women on his on his team what i, I saw this headline but i didn't like on it, obviously you're Mr. Eagle, Mr. Jalen Hurts. I know you care, so tell us a little bit more about this. Uh, basically, Jalen, uh, being an underdog, being people counting him out, he hears all the time, and he he's addressed that. Uh, but his agent, uh, who is a female, uh, reached out to him uh, and introduced herself to him, uh, and and basically was like, you know, just give me a chance, like you know, I, I do all this and whatnot, and he was talking and having conversations with her and saw that she had the same drive as him. And he clicks with people that have the same drive as him, that the odds are stacked against him. He doesn't care. He sees you hustling. And that's when he chose her. And he said to even further his decision, uh, a male agent came over to him and his family and, and basically said, uh, and I'm, 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 I'm paraphrasing this, but basically when you guys are done with her you know you guys can come over here to me essentially like what? she's not what? going to pan out you can come why are you wasting when your you're time yeah. with the big boys type thing uh, and and since then he's continued to uh his media staff uh add on and on and all these powerful strong women in their own right in this field and giving them an opportunity because he sees that how strong and and talented they are as individuals not even caring about their gender but wants to give them a fair shake and and he went back to speaking about his grandmother and making his grandmother uh teaching him the right ways of you know you you surround yourself with good people and that's what he's done and i super 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 love to hear that that this is who he has representing him and who he has around him and it's 
for the sheer fact alone that he wants to give somebody else a chance like he needs to be, like he wanted to have a chance and understands where they're coming from so much respect to him for that yeah uh love to see that certainly the um you know the person off the field that jalen hurts is is even a better um human being than his talent on the field and that's been mm -hmm. well documented you know through his time at alabama and and then onward so um love to see that just moving forward for sure um so that's it man episode 67 of the chasing points podcast thank you so much for listening however you listen uh, make sure you rate and review us give us uh those five stars they go a long way to uh to help in this little podcast out and check us out at chasingpointspodcast.com or k104online.com slash podcast for branded my name is sam thank you so much for listening next week huge nfl preview can't wait until then i don't know what that noise was until then peace yeah, I got nothing to say this week. Just look forward to next week because I have a bunch to say. So, uh, yeah, I'll leave with that. Bye.